0: What happens at Ewing Oil stays at Ewing Oil. Hey, get in here. Dallas is about to start. Welcome to the Ewing Barbecue, where, much like Anthony, we're thinking about moving out. My name is Mary. And I'm Sarah.
1: Yeah, I'm Josh here, fighting with the computer this evening, but we're here
2: i Melanie, and I'm here, too. Cheers. Cheers! Cheers! And by the way, that was a Billy
1: Joel
0: reference, if you did not get it.
1: Cheers. Wrong, wrong TV show.
0: Um, a quick thank you to our Patreon members, Brendan Phillick, Captain America, Marie Johnson, Michael Jung, Jason Carter, Jennifer Undelicato, Laura Bernheim, Brad Maholan, Anita Wren, and Kristen Carlano. Thanks, guys. Woo-hoo. And we have a few more people who have added themselves to our free Patreon. And so um, we're going to try to get some stuff up there for you guys um,
2: that will hopefully be interesting. I don't know. What do you Maybe guys want? got some cool new merch that you're working on. Uh, it yeah, super cool. So you're I, cool. Spent stuff. I
0: spent the weekend, one, updating our website because I got a little like heads up from Cattleman's Club on Instagram that uh our merch link one of our merch links was broken and so i went on to fix it and then you know like five hours later i'm still editing it it looks way better in my opinion and uh, also i made some merch which i've been meaning to do for a while and i finally did so um all the the pictures that i drew for stickers a while back i have made into t-shirts and other things that are on T public. And so check that out. If you if you just go to our website, ewingbbq.com, there is a link, or you can look in your show notes, there will be a link for merch. And you can get a t-shirt, a hoodie, a pillow, a coffee mug, a travel coffee mug, a baby one. Wo- if you have a onesie and you're like your nephew needs to wear JRUing on them, yeah. they do, yeah. you can buy one. There's a bunch of different options, so please check it out. Uh, we get a little tiny bit of a profit from that um, that, you know,
3: every dollar helps. So did those links uh, on, the, on the website go take you, like click on them, and they take you to T-Spring, whatever it is? Yep, or- yep. It, it'll, okay.
0: You'll just see merch, and you click on it, and it'll take you right there. On our website, you can also go directly to our episodes. It, there's a, an about us section.
2: There's lots of yeah. pictures of us, which we don't have. All we don't have our latest pictures up there, do we? Like the ones that the four of us together. I added them. Okay, i about
3: to look at it.
0: I know. I'm you looking know, at that? it right now. I'm like, where
2: are they? They're on there. They're like mixed in. Okay. Oh, there they are, way down at the bottom. Okay. Yeah. So
0: they're, they're all mixed in there. So check it out um, if you if you want to and if you don't that's totally
3: fine too you yeah? to know you
1: so let's see uh just a quick update deborah trinelli has joined the fan convention circuit she did her first one last uh weekend this past weekend which was november 12th and uh she hopes to be doing more uh, she got hooked on with uh deb bernard's person And the big news, obviously, the Screen Actors Guild strike is over. Let's see, birthdays. Let's start with, since we haven't been on a little bit, we'll start with straight from the beginning of November. November 3rd, Timothy Patrick Murphy, uh, Mickey Trotter, born in 1959, November 3rd, so he would be 64. Uh, Deb Bernard celebrated her 64th birthday on November 4th. Which was also the day Kate Reed, Lillian Trotter, was born in nineteen thirty. And she was old when she was on. She was old she looked old. she was not as old, but she looked old. November seventh, we uh two thousand four, the same day as Return to South Fork aired, we lost Howard Keel. November tenth, born nineteen fifty, so he is seventy three, Jack Scalia, who played Nicholas Pierce. Uh, November 13th, which is today we're recording, 82 years old would be Dak Rambo. 83 would be Daniel Pilon, who played...
0: Ronaldo Marchetta. Ronaldo
1: Marchetta. And J.A. Preston, who played Daltrey, guy from the Justice Department, uh, was born 1932, November 13th. So it's a big day for birthdays. November 14th, Chris Demitral who played... Christopher Ewing in J.R. Returns 1976, he's 47. November 16th would be George O. Petrie uh, would be 111. And he also died on his birthday in 1997. So he was 85.
0: So tonight, we're talking about Season 6, Episode 18, Episode 121 of the series Requiem. It was written by Linda Elstead, directed by Larry Hagman, and aired February 11th, 1983, which I just have to give a shout out. One of my oldest friends, my friend Heather, who I met in driver's ed in 1991. <laughs> um, her birthday, she, that, this was her seventh birthday. So giving her oh, a shout out.
3: Wow. That's cool.
2: Uh, Sarah, your birthday's coming up. I wasn't going to say anything, but it's two weeks from today. <laughs> I um, know it's the day. I, it's the day before my mom.
3: It is. Isn't it? that she's the twenty. Oh, that's right. And Max has is this today. Shout out, man. <laughs> Boo! Yeah. I did tell him happy <laughs> birthday. Dad was trying to be really nice, and he was like, "Thanks." So I was like, "Wow, I actually got a thanks this year wow. after seven, after like six or seven years. I finally got a thanks." So. And it's the least he could do. Jeez, shit! I gave you two children. Come on now, right? Jesus. right.
0: A thanks is the least he could do.
1: Uh, thanks.
0: <laughs> so the number one song in the U.S. this week um, was "Men at Work" down under. In, in the UK, it was "Too Shy" by Kaja Gugu, which is actually a, a personal favorite of mine. I love I that.
3: Fucking love that Ooh. song. I used to be so to good. I'm to too shy. shy. Hush, hush. <gasps> that song. Yes. Oh, okay. You, yeah. probably, know it, you okay. probably know it. You young, and you probably know it from a karaoke bar or such.
2: <laughs> I'm gonna guess, but this is this <laughs> fine. At least you know it. I'm so proud. Um, yeah, right. True story, guess, you guys. I, um, my parents told me that before I even turned two, like sitting in my high chair, I was singing "Pour Some Sugar on Me" and then "Love in an Elevator." Oh, love it. Yeah, that That's da, 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 da. definitely young, and I think "Love in an Elevator." I'm not sure exactly the year, but I feel like that was later. But yeah, it's those like were
0: 89. My- "Love in an Elevator" uh, it was on the album before Pump.
2: Yeah, so, let me let me check it out because I know I was, I was on um saying it 88 89. I would say 89, um, just before my yeah. brother was born, but because I was that, still I was three years grade. old. Mm. But "Pour Some Sugar on Me" was the high chair one. That's what I okay. Mm. That was the story, and then "Love in an Elevator" was like yeah. It was in like in the living room. seventh
0: grade. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, see, I had plans when I was three. I was going to be on Star Search, okay? Ed McMahon oh, was going to make too. me into somebody. Nice. <laughs> I thought that too. Mm-hmm. I had a little Fisher-Price, you know, a little cassette recorder with a microphone. It's going to make it happen.
0: <laughs> and then Ed McMahon died and ruined all of your plans. Oh, God damn I know. Oh yeah,
3: when did he die? I forgot. I
0: remember him I I dying. Know. It's been a long time. It's been, right? a, I think it's been a hot minute. Was it it's him really- or
2: Johnny Carson that died first? I think he died first. Ed McMahon. I haven't thought about him in a hot minute. You're right. 2009. Yeah, I knew Uh-oh. it was. Yeah. Johnny okay. Carson did die first. Holy shit. Johnny Carson did? Yeah. Oh.
0: He died Honest, in 2005.
2: Huh. Good to know.
0: Publisher's House.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: the number one film in the U.S. was
3: Tootsie. Still, um, that
0: was a roll <laughs> news stories from this week are uh, Weird Al released his first album aww yeah, that- uh, Ricky that uh, Ricky oh yeah oh Ricky, Ricky and and Buckingham Blues debut album aww. I never I mean I like Weird Al but I'm more of a like if it's on I enjoy it if it comes up at karaoke I'll sing it but I, I don't own well, you're album. not gonna go out and buy the you don't CD. seek it out yeah yeah um but i know a lot of my friends did so yeah um,
3: I, remember, I remember i'm fat i'm
2: fat i'm fat is yeah, it bad that's, yeah. the, that's the one bad. i remember the most that one and then amish paradise oh, oh yeah, the amish paradise head. is like amazing <laughs> that was like his comeback
0: yeah <laughs> um and then one year i was singing karaoke at my brother's when we do karaoke in the summer on my brother's farm and i was singing yoda yeah 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 yoda oh my gosh um, we had it was the year we got our french bulldog we named yoda yoda Aww. and so i guess seth was with him because that's henry was really little at the time and so he was like putting him to sleep in our little tent when we were camping and i guess yoda was freaking out like i was calling him he was just like what? <laughs>
2: <laughs> why what that's funny uh, the fourth
0: largest snowfall in New York City's history was this day. Mm. Oh. Um
2: born a little this day, early.
0: I'm going to be honest. There were a lot of people born this day, but they're all like footballers,
3: footballers. Yeah. You, know, you mean handball? Oh, football.
0: Football. And I. It's I'm sorry. I don't care. It's okay. <laughs> so, I just didn't write down their names. To you all. Yeah, happy birthday <laughs> to like the ten footballers who were born um on February eleventh,
3: nineteen eighty-three, but I I can't. Did you recognize um, any of them? Like I wouldn't have recognized any of them, probably. No, yeah. I don't I don't follow sports in, ju- at sorry. all. Don't hurt yeah. me, but I I don't enjoy soccer. Sorry. I don't
0: enjoy any sports. I, I like events. I will go to any sport yeah, and too. have a beer and eat nachos or a hot dog. Because yeah. everyone's excited. I like it. But I, I don't really care about what's happening.
3: I, I love basketball, but I would say get to hockey because I want to see people beat each other up. That's my favorite oh, nice. thing. And like teeth <laughs> go on the floor and blood. I love that. I'm sorry. Jeez. I, I kind of like, bars.
0: honestly, I kind of <laughs> like watching baseball because I can actually kind of keep up with what's happening with baseball. Because <laughs> I'm just like, I, it's in the summer. I'm drinking beer. I'm just hanging out. And then I'll be like, oh, hey, yeah, something happened again. Because otherwise, I have no idea. And on Dallas,
1: Josh. This episode actually dropped to number 16 in the ratings. Believe it or not. Down from number five the week before. And guest star John Ingle returned in episode 297 as the minister who married Callie and J.R. And he has played Edward Quartermain on General Hospital. And in this episode, he played Dr. Pittman. He was uh, the doctor, Rebecca's doctor. That is all I have.
0: So we open on bells tolling at night outside of Dallas Memorial Hospital.
2: Ominous AF. Bang,
0: So ominous. I was like, are these like, they're like death plague bells. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. A hundred percent. It's like, you know, some bad shit has happened. But, yeah. but, but, what? but, not yet. Fun?
0: And we I cut into did. Bobby, Pam, and Afton exit the elevator um, in the hospital and are told Rebecca is in emergency
2: surgery. Nobody can find Cliff. This is the days before cell phones really took off.
0: Where's right. Cliff?
2: Where's Nobody Cliff? No, no
0: one knows. No. But we find out where Cliff is pretty quick because we cut to a place where the outside just says cocktails.
2: He's, He's at the bar. Generic. But right. Cocktails at the bar. Cocktails. The
0: bar. Um and he's drunk as fuck um and swearing off women
2: and his his buddy next to his his bar friend is like that's a terrible idea <laughs> <laughs> and cliff's like bruh like you know the things but, he could say right. you know he's about like, why he's I, swearing off women he was just like fuck it, i'm just gonna drink he's like whatever i, I i'm gonna try i'm gonna try he's like he's like Better. yo hey give uh Give my buddy here what he wants, blah, 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 throws down money, leaves just as the TV starts to go into the story about his mother's plane crash.
0: Misses it. And I would like to know if the TV in the bar is a black and white television,
2: mm-hmm.
0: which um, should not have taken me aback, but it really did. I was like, oh, yeah, this is the time when like a bar would have a black and white TV and not a color TV.
3: And yeah, a the, lot of bars didn't even have TVs back then. And if they did, they were usually black and white. The little black yeah. and white TVs yeah. with the pole knob and the antennas. Yeah. 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 And people fight to sit on the corner because that's where they put the TV, where the plug is.
0: So then we cut to a overhead of New York City at night.
3: Which was No. New New
2: York. It's very gray.
1: It's very, very, very dark and very like almost looks like a I mean, storm. it's and it's, uh, it?
2: it's winter in the Northeast. You know what that's like.
0: Yeah into new york it's
1: gloomy. not lately unfortunately Well, she's
2: also in she's also in
0: bed right it's night and i, I think this whole episode is supposed to be Twilight. sort of like gloomy yeah. and dark dark and
1: mm-hmm. it's it almost reminds me of when they used blue uh filters to recreate night in some cheap horror movies and just that oh new york day, when
0: they're shooting day for night
1: yeah day for night yes
0: yeah, kind of. I bet it. I mean, I'm sure it's just a stock footage shot, but, you know, it's kind of cool. I you know, I always yep. love and appreciate seeing 1980s New York, like, gross, yeah. dirty New York before it was cleaned up. It's a vibe.
1: You mean, you mean like, Combat yeah. Zone New York? And
2: I should have taken a picture of that, like, <laughs> on the screen because it really looks like, doesn't it kind of, isn't it looking onto almost Midtown? Like, you could see the Empire State Building. That's like kind Amber's of, yeah. Neighborhood. Probably, yeah. I
0: I, I'm not great with geography in general, but uh, I'm sure you're correct.
2: I really suck in geography. I only knew because I saw the Empire State Building like right in the middle. Oh yeah, and And it's not that far right from there. So yeah, which would make sense for Catherine to live, kind of like in the. I can see her living in the Midtown East neighborhood. Totally.
1: Well, she she is a TV reporter, so she would want to be near the studios for
2: sure. Oh, yeah. She's within blocks. Mm-hmm.
0: So, Catherine is awoken by the phone ringing. <laughs> she answered it all all like well, She doesn't know what's happening. It's Bobby,
2: and um, he tells her, like, your mom's been in an accident.
1: Bobby, you've called to tell me you love me. <laughs> yeah, no, you?
2: She's, like, startled. <laughs> like, woken up in the middle of the night. My mom is, My, what? Huh? My mom's in an accident. Fine. I'll be in, like, the next flight. And the crazy part is he's like, I'm sorry, and hangs up. And it's like, Okay, the next flight, tra- travel arrangements. Like, is somebody going to pick her up? Is she taking a car? Right. She didn't even ask. Like, did she even ask where her mother was? Again, we have not. No. We
3: have no cell phones. There's not Ubers. Y- yeah. Where do you know where to right. go? Who are you going to be there? Like, He's
2: okay. Like, just I don't like, know. I'm coming. Here. Right. Yeah. yeah. She's like, okay. Cool. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I guess all that stuff is implied, but still, it's like it's right. so ca- casual. Just like, hey, okay. right. Bad thing happened. Please get here. Click. I mean, that's... <laughs> telegram. Right. Yeah.
0: Morse code,
3: yeah. Te- telegram or telegraph when it comes over. Telegraph, yeah. Well, oh, telegraph, yeah.
2: Telegram, yeah. Um, they used to call it... Not the I, I know wire. It. They called it something else. Uh-oh. I don't know. I remember like on, I love Lucy, them getting them. You'd be like a yeah. telegram and yeah. it will be like, it'll it'll say, stop okay. yeah, 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 yeah. it for you. Stop. Yeah. yeah,
3: It'll say, come, come at 1130. Stop. Don't be late. Stop. You know what I mean? <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> I think that was, was Western union. That's what their thing yes. was. Originally. That's how they started. Oh, yeah.
2: That's what it was. Whenever they'd say, Hey, Oh my gosh. I remember like, again, on I love Lucy. Them saying, I want to send a wire. And it wasn't yeah. money; it was just a message. Yeah, it's a message. Yeah, it was basically like somebody sending a text message. A text. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can't actually call a Up person back in the day. Text. Yeah, that blows my mind. I, you know what? When my grandmother saw me on my flip phone texting, once I should have told her I was sending a wire because she didn't understand what I was doing. <laughs> right? Yeah, you're like if I'm sending I said, if a I said, wire grand- for free. I'm sending a wire for free. She would have been like, oh, (laughs) now that I think of it. Yeah. What it coulda, shoulda. It's it's been like 15 years, but whatever.
0: (laughs) Uh, So then we cut to JR. He's on the phone with Mike Hughes. Um, And he's, you know, and making sure that the deal for the refinery is still on. uh, This is significant. Yes because like jr knows rebecca was on the way to mm-hmm. like and to that. stop it all right and so uh he's like hey just want to make sure it's not happening and he's like oh yeah, yeah, yeah i was totally fine
2: i'm like okay good the crazy part though is that jr like in this scene he really does fucking feel bad that it was rebecca right yeah he, he was does. like he was like she wasn't supposed to be on that plane but ours it, was like what? It comes was so bad so bad but it, yeah because he, he was just like oh yeah she like it should have been cliff who died not his mama what yeah asshole. she had she hadn't died quite yet at this at right. this point but right. it was bad and they knew right. it was bad and he was like this is like you could tell that jr was genuinely bothered by it yeah like yeah. and sue ellen was even like you know Trying to be all the, the supportive wife, like, well, you know, honey, you could, darling, you couldn't have known. And he, you know, and it's true. Like, Cliff was supposed to be on that plane. He was. And then he says,
0: well, what, you know, Cliff, he he's probably off somewhere crying in his beer. And it sucks because he's totally right. He literally is crying
2: in his beer. But he has no idea why he's crying in his beer. I know, so but I'm he has like, no idea. Uh, totally different.
3: Like, he could to lived been worse, you know, like, oh, yeah. After the fact. if he
2: can and, but i was just yeah. when jr was like rebecca wasn't supposed to be on that plane i was like my god he feels bad he does a little bit and he mostly feels bad because now he then he's thinking like
0: oh god like the ramifications if rebecca dies that means that cliff and pam are going to inherit like a shit ton of money probably a shit ton
2: of money and a shit ton of resources that can really give him hell
0: right and he does not want to have to deal with that. Um, he's like, he actually says, like, nothing could stop that idiot, like, if he has that money. And, like, not so much the king attacked,
3: but also
2: not wrong.
3: It's like unlimited resources, and he knows it and He sees it, yeah. like, right away.
2: Yeah. yeah. Well, what so if, was, what was Rebecca enough? saying? What was Rebecca saying all last season when this all was going on? She's like, you know what? I can take them on and I've got the power and the money to do it. Like, bring it, bitches. And JR's like, fuck. Right. Like, I was able to keep her at bay, you know, but oh, shit. Yeah. And the crazy part is, knowing all this has now happened, what has Pam been saying over and over and over for the past several episodes? She was really afraid that somebody was was going to get hurt and it, is, it has come to pass mm-hmm. and, and it is JR, her mother and jr of all people is like fuck right. like if it was barnes that's one thing like, but not the as wrong mama. person got like, hurt yeah no not as mama M- no mamas are <laughs> off limits no that's, that's what happens
0: it's always <laughs> like, the wrong people who get hurt in these things
2: jr you know? it's like collateral damage is a thing and uh-huh. it's tragic you yeah. stupid fuck you stupid fuck. You stupid fuck. Oh, God.
0: Stupid fuck. So we got to the waiting room and I, the waiting room. Did you like the wall? The one wall. It's like all sterile waiting room. And the one wall is painted like sky blue with a big rainbow. Is this supposed to make us hopeful?
3: Like the nursery? What the, what's up yeah, with the I, rainbows?
0: I think it's supposed to be like... Don't worry, look at this rainbow. Cause it's the ICU in the or the surgery waiting room, you know.
2: Oh god, I'd be but, like, what is this supposed to be the gates of heaven? Because it's there oh symbolism. That's, yeah, oh yeah. Oof.
0: that's the hospital that is in my hometown, which is next door to my high school, uh the ICU overlooks the cemetery. Which is next door. That's next ominous. Door, yeah, scary. Yeah. Not, not great planning there. No.
3: No. Not at all.
0: <laughs> no. So, anyway, so Afton still can't get a hold of Cliff um, anywhere, and she is, like, losing her mind about that. Uh, but Clayton arrives. Clayton saves the day! Yes. Woo! And Ellie's so excited that he's there, but, you know, it's dire circumstances, and... Um, she tells him that it doesn't look good for Rebecca.
2: And she's a friend of Clayton's, too. So he's like, of course, upset. Right. Because right.
0: he was, I mean, like, kind of like he denies <laughs> that he was seeing her, but he was totally kind of seeing her.
2: We're just friends. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, Clayton. Okay. Whatever you need <laughs> to tell yourself, buddy. Right. but um, yeah, and Pam just can't speak. Period. No. Pam is not doing great. One thing that got me in this whole episode was when everybody was like, how's Pam? I'm like, how the fuck do you think Pam is? Come on, you guys. Like her mother was just like gravely injured in this plane crash that she shouldn't even been anywhere near. Right. It's a lot. How do you think she's doing? Yeah.
0: Not great. Fair to say. Not great. Maybe just go give her a hug. That's probably Mm -hmm. the best thing you can do at this point.
2: Give her a hug. Let her cry it out because she needs to.
0: The doctor comes out and tells Pam that they like he he was like, are you Rebecca's daughter? And then she's she's immediately like, she's dead. And He's like, no, 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 no. She's she's alive. But like, it's not great. We did everything we could, but it may not be enough
2: because it's not good. And she's like, can I see her? And he's like, yeah, yeah, go ahead. You know, we moved her to intensive care. So Pam goes and then he looks at Bobby and is like, man, uh, you you better prepare her for the worst. It's right. Right. Yeah. So basically what they did was just triage, I think, to keep her alive, which is tragic. But
3: got to do it. Let all the family get there.
0: Cliff is passed out on his own couch. And the phone is ringing and he's not waking up and it doesn't seem he even has an answering machine at this
2: point. So
0: it's just ringing.
2: His drunk ass is there just like phone ringing.
0: Right. Yeah, <laughs> and then the next morning, Bobby uh, calls and updates Ray and Donna that um, Re- that Rebecca is still in the ICU, but she's not doing
2: great. And then uh, immediately that? after, George Hicks tells. And Donna's like, okay. She's like, and George is like, yeah, I, I want to I wanna reopen this discussion on uh, J.R. Ewing's variants. Uh, yeah. Okay. Go on. I okay. guess I'll be there.
0: Yeah, what? It's a little sus. Clayton and Ellie arrive to South Fork after being at the hospital. And they meet Lucy and Suelen. And I want to point out um Lucy's outfit in this God scene. God it is so
3: 80s. <laughs> I, like
0: it is like uh it's like workout Barbie. The top is like workout Barbie. It is pink and gray. So it's like kind of like the off the shoulder like it's a workout thing. But then it has a skirt. And then oh, she's yeah, ma- yeah. she's wearing matching gray and pink cowboy boots and like i think like me at this point in my life would have like killed someone to own <laughs> you
2: would have loved 1983. it they're very pretty yeah. very pretty. but
0: i took a screenshot of it and i'm gonna start on our instagram um outfits that i see i'm gonna start doing a uh, hashtag dallas fashion
3: Yes, Because perfect.
0: there's some going to be, like, amazing oh. things starting because it's the 80s, so.
2: There are some things that they wore that I was like, yes, yes, I want that now. But then there's other things. It's like, oh, my God, why? Oh, right, same. <laughs> I, <laughs> why?
1: I don't think I would look good in any of their clothes.
2: No. Ah, you,
0: you know, safari outfit, I still oh, say.
1: Safari, yes, but uh, Lucy's clothes, they'd be too small on me.
0: <laughs> you know, we could get them in your size, though. They totally would make it. It's
1: possible. Oh, oh, totally, oh. yeah. You mm. Could do a male version of it, I suppose. For
0: sure. For sure.
1: For shizzle, the mizzle.
0: Okay. Um. So anyway, so Clayton and Ellie arrive home. They meet Lucy and Sue Ellen at the door, and Sue Ellen asks how Rebecca and Pam are.
2: Again, how do we think they are? Uh, yes, but it's all, awkward. You don't know what to say or ask. and uh, It's uncomfy. <laughs> yeah.
0: And they say they still can't get a hold of Cliff.
2: And this is a problem because how problem. long has he been MIA? I mean, he's on his couch. We know that. But he right. passed
1: out drunk because he left the bar right. before the news report uh, came on the TV. Yes. Uh, yes. And even if he was in the, the bar, news- he probably wouldn't have noticed it because he was uh, drinking his head off
0: right yeah he was wasted and feeling really bad for himself so then qjr waltzing in just like randomly insulting cliff as he walks by and clayton is not having it and and it says that basically jr is to blame for rebecca's situation
2: and sue ellen the look on her face she's like I love you, but I will fight you right now.
0: Uh Uh-huh. Because she's in prime, like, don't you mess with my man. Mm -hmm.
1: She's in Tammy
0: Wynette world right now.
2: And JR's JR's like, hold up. I wasn't flying that plane.
1: I didn't put her on the plane.
2: I wasn't the one who, like, fucked up and made her go in my place. So, back off. It wasn't has nothing me. to do with me. I, I wasn't yeah. flying nothing. Well, like, it, so I had JR, nothing JR, to do with this shit.
1: Jer, you, you did uh, turn Gil Thurman into Afton's direction, which caused the fight between Afton and Cliff. which caused He's never going to own up to that, though. <laughs> but
2: Gil Thurman is a disgusting oh, dick, Gil. though. So that's yeah, all. Gil Thurman is a grody
1: right Guilty um and
2: disgusting and i like the look on uh lucy lucy
0: just looks at him with so much disdain as his chair walks by
1: yeah <laughs> she's kind of like you know
2: you guys don't even have to tell me what he did he just sucks yeah yeah I don't know. like yeah. this guy
1: he's breathing he sucks
2: mm-hmm. yeah if his lips are moving he's lying so let me get to dallas
0: memorial and uh pam is now in the room with Rebecca.
2: And Rebecca's barely conscious. But looks amazing. She her makeup like, really her done
1: makeup nicely. has
2: makeup I mean, on. She's, she's lovely. Someone came I in had. and gave her a little makeover. She looks amazing for I just having I mean. been through horrible, horrible <laughs> bodily <eyeshadow's> trauma. Fresh. <laughs> exactly. So funny. You
1: know, if, if I may mention, um, this is the scene that um, Amy Irving was on set for.
0: Oh, cool. I was wondering if this was the one.
1: Yes. And um a pointer, I'll just quote her, recalls that her death scene in all its tragic in uh, entirety was being directed by Larry Hagman, of course. Mm-hmm. And her daughter, Amy Irving, wanted to be there. And Victoria said afterward that her own tears kept flowing throughout the scene because she glanced at Amy and Amy was sobbing too. But for the sake of gag reels and outtakes... Larry had um, Priscilla sit up suddenly in her hospital bed in the middle of the scene, still attached to all the machines, and say, "Actually, I'm feeling much better now." <laughs> and the crew was not in on the gag, and there was a huge gasp followed by much laughter. And she does not know why Rebecca was killed off, um, and guesses that they felt this particular plot line had run its course.
0: I disagree. Like, I think Rebecca was really adding something, and I think it's weird that they killed her off.
1: Yes. Uh,
3: they could have gotten more out of that character, at least for another season. At least, Definitely. I think. But, at least for another season, yeah. Yeah.
1: But they had to give Pam a reason to leave. So
0: I feel like Pam was, has, like, even before this episode, had one foot out the door. Honestly. Right.
2: Yeah, but, I just thought the exact same thing. Yeah. One foot out the door already. She was already... This just gave her the shove she needed.
1: And then she can run to the loving arms of porn stash.
2: Porn stash. So
0: they're talking. Rebecca in de- it, on her deathbed looks better than I look on a normal day. Pam reassures her that Cliff and Catherine are on their way because they want to see her. Um, and then she's just like, no, it's, it's so melodramatic. I love it. It's, no, no, just Pam, take care of them for me. They're not as strong as you, and I'm like
1: strong, <laughs> strong. The woman that was standing on top of a building—that's
3: <laughs> exactly what i was saying. Exactly. Say. Like who was like, like what happened? In,
0: has serious mental issues. I honestly think Catherine seems at this point maybe, the, but we don't know Catherine the, very well at this point. But Catherine seems like maybe she has. Who knows? I think they're all Looney Tunes. I don't know the whole family.
1: Coco for cocoa uh-huh. puffs.
0: Yeah. Ooh. Um but you know, you have you have to take care you are the strong one, Pam. Um And she has
1: her head wrapped in that uh gauze. Uh, what?
0: Just yeah. There's no blood there's no nothing. She just looks lovely. And then Pam, we cut to Pam, she has one single tear. And I, I, I'm amazed that those were real tears because it looked like they literally just took like a eyedropper and like put it right there.
1: It um reminds me a little of there was a scene on the news show where Jordana Brewster had to cry, but she mm-hmm. couldn't cry because she had been using Claritin.
0: Oh, oh, yeah.
1: And so her eyes were completely as dry as the Sahara. And yeah, it was it was a nightmare trying to get her to cry.
0: <laughs> then Rebecca's like, I just
3: I love you, Pam. And then. <laughs> That's my favorite in all of these episodes when they kill somebody in the hospital. And that- oh yeah, and it always has the thing where the heart speeds up a little bit. It's like, beep, 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 uh-huh.
0: beep, and they're like, and they always look at the matter like, oh my god, what's happening? And then and then and it's always so quick.
1: It, and then, and then, what is, what and do you think's
0: the, happening?
1: And at the at the end of the series, seen elsewhere, they had um, whenever they would do the closing credits and they would go to the logo. It was always the Mary Tyler Moore company the, the so it was the cat that would always go meow so okay. at the end of the series finale they had the cat was dead and they had a flat line and it was just like little oh, cartoon cool. cat.
0: nice so dead mama pam's mama's dead
1: and she ain't coming back because this is not stranger things back, yeah
0: it's not a dream it's not a dream um, so we cut to Cliff's a
1: dream no, like, like they would ever do that on a TV show please
0: I know that. Like, what a crazy idea <laughs> um, and he's still passed out on his couch and like I just have to say like I know that we've seen this um, condo a few times at this point but it's pretty new like Cliff's color on this show is blue everything happening to do with Cliff is blue his old apartment his new condo, the cat, like everything is blue. The
3: blue. I have not noticed blue. until now, but you're right. Mm-hmm.
2: His apartment, yeah, it probably everything's blue. blue. Always, everything's blue. Mm-hmm.
3: It probably means something, and we have
2: it I, I love yeah, the color everywhere. blue. It's I don't blue. Not like not like sky blue, but you know, just like yeah, greener like blue shades too. of
1: blue. Powder, blue. powder blue, right? Like a powder. Uh,
0: kind of, yeah. Yeah. like a cornflower blue, maybe. So, uh, Afton tentatively comes in the condo, and she sees Cliff is asleep on the couch, and so she just she just wakes him up. Um, Mm. He's still like he wakes up and he's just confused, and then he's like, "Oh, you're here!" And he's like, "You know, pissed again." It's like, "No, you're
2: here. You're here. No, no, it's over. Uh, You shouldn't be here." And she's like,
1: "We got nothing to (sighs) talk about."
2: She's like, all right, dumbass, um, there's a problem. Something's happened. And he's like, "What?" what?" She's like, your mother's dead. And he's it like. She just says it
1: so like, your mother's you talking dead.
2: About? She's like, Cliff, your mother's dead.
1: She, she doesn't say, Cliff, the, the jet crash." She doesn't go in there. She just goes, your mother's dead.
2: Her panic was initial. But she's been up for like what, 36 hours straight and she right. finally found him after hours. Right. She's been having this conversation
0: to, in her head over and over and over and for like 30 like, hours.
2: You selfish son of a bitch. Fine. Yeah, I was wrong, but your mother's dead. Right. So like cry, basically cry into your beer some more. But Cliff, this is one thing I liked about Cliff. He was not afraid to show his emotions. He wasn't. I know. True. Yes. I like that yeah. about Cliff too. Yeah. Props out to he, Ken Kirshner, for his acting performance. Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. He, He's he broke down in front of Sue Ellen. He broke down in front of Rebecca. He broke down in front of Pam, Afton props because a lot of men don't do that. They internalize everything and they explode in anger mm-hmm. and he lets it out. And it's okay because hello, his mother just died tragically. Right. And he, on he a plane I mean, he should have been on
0: he immediately goes into self-hatred mode and he's, he's just like, like it should have
2: been, been me. I was I, supposed to go, you know. Yeah.
0: Survivor's so guilt would be... You
2: didn't need just, any licorice. Mama. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it licorice. sucks. I mean, I understand where Catherine's coming from, definitely, but Cliff and Pam, to lose their mother technically that young and then to get her back and only have her for a couple of years, for her to be and, killed so right. tragically... And senselessly? Yes. Holy shit.
3: Right. I think they're cursed.
2: Yeah. (laughs) I think so. Yeah. And see, all the money in the world, all the money that Rebecca's leaving behind is never going to fill that void. Nope. Never. They just wanted their mother.
0: Uh Uh-huh. That's all all Pam really needed. It was her Mm -hmm. mom. It was her mom.
1: And now her mama's dead because of the fight for Ewing Oil. Yep. That's that's not going to go down too well.
0: No, I feel like she's gonna. That's gonna keep going over in her mind mm-hmm. over and over and over a little bit.
1: Spin me so right round like a record, baby. Yep.
0: And then we cut to South Fork where Bobby arrives home um, with Catherine, having I guess just picked her up from the airport.
2: Oh, so they did make travel arrangements. Okay, I guess they did. I'm glad screen. we've established that.
0: Right, right, right. Lucy and Ellie greet Catherine. And she's just kind of a mess, Catherine. She's really weepy. And she's like, I just kind of want to see Pam. And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, go upstairs. And um, so she starts leaving and then Bobby's going to go up with her. And Ellie stops Bobby. And she's like, uh, actually. Um, Pam
1: don't want you up there.
0: Pam asked specifically oh. that you like leave them alone. And they get time just by themselves. And Bobby's like, what? Oh
1: they need some sisterly time
0: right um so he's surprised by that but he's like oh you know basically whatever they need whatever Pam needs at this moment cool
1: right I'm gonna go in the overdrive to save my marriage here because her mama's dead right
0: yeah um so Kath- when Catherine walks into the bedroom Pam's asleep But she quickly wakes up and then Catherine's basically like, I don't know what, like, can you explain to me? Because I really like I can't take any of this in. So Pam explains it to her. And then Catherine's immediate takeaway is that uh, it's Cliff's fault. She's like, so she died because she was fighting Cliff's battles for him. And Pam's like, no, not really. Like, she was backing Cliff up. But honestly, like... It's, stupid it's the stupid Ewing oil fight. It's the Barnes-Ewing feud that killed her.
1: Right. So they lose their daddy to the bottle because of the feud. And now they lose their mama in a plane crash because of the feud. That's kind of a lot to take.
0: It is a lot to take. Yeah, yeah. No, that's, so then Donna calls Bobby... Um, and he's in the kitchen drinking a beer.
1: Teresa takes the uh, call, but he says he doesn't want to talk to anybody. But it, but it is Donna, so
0: right. So he'll take Donna's like the one person he'll talk to at this moment. And she's just like, "Hey, I know everything is awful and like a big black void, but I do have one small piece of good news, and that's that Jr's variance has been rescinded
1: off camera, of course." <laughs> Oh, right, off camera, because we can't have any political shenanigans interrupting the flow of this morning episode.
0: Right, I mean, yeah, I would. I, I'm glad that they didn't because it would really get in the way.
1: It would have been as out of place as Mitch's hospital scenes uh when he was on, and they were just like felt mm-hmm. like I was watching a, a different, like know. a hospital show. Skin, <laughs> right. yeah, right. Let's break up. Uh, let's break up this morning episode to cut to uh, an episode of C-SPAN. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. And then, so Bobby's like, yeah, that's great. But I it's one day too late to save Rebecca. You know? Truth.
1: Truth. Truth. Ouch.
0: So then we cut to Ewing Oil. JR is on his way to the barbershop, which I... Does anybody... like I guess because he mentioned barbershop i just kept looking at his hair and it just kept being really really obvious that this is like a uh a a hair a hair piece Uh,
1: yes larry's hair because
3: because it was so (laughs) because it was so long
0: i don't know there's just like the way it was laying i was like and i i hadn't noticed it at all this episode till he drew attention to his hair and then I looked and I was like, oh, that's totally.
3: So is this a filler scene? And they just threw in the got to get a. Um... I don't know,
1: man. And I'm thinking of a barbershop quartet. <laughs> but there are reporters that have been calling. And then Kendall has reported out in the lobby that want to come in. And, oh, he's probably like, oh, they probably want some information about Rebecca or something like that. But, well, curveball, how do you feel about your variants being rescinded?
0: He's like, I'm so, I'm sorry. what? Snap, what?
1: Snap, what? snap, snap, snap. Click, click, click. Photo, photo, photo.
0: Awkward. Yeah. JR's like, uh. Um, mm, mm. So JR's okay. just like, I'm gonna be honest. He's like, I this is the first I've heard of
2: this. And and they got him, like, his reaction. Yeah. Like they snapped it. he was like,
0: uh. And they're like, what are you gonna do? And he's like, Well, I just heard about this. Ten seconds no. ago, so I <laughs> don't know, but we'll figure it out. And then he's he goes on like this political defensive, like they're not going to stop me from bringing affordable gas to the American
2: people. Oh God, spin Save doctor, it, spin
1: doctor. Okay, okay, Jr. So he go he demands he yells at Sly to get Hicks on the phone after those right. people leave. Yes, they' not happy. you not happy.
0: Not not happy. Yeah. Right. Let me cut a cliff, he's not doing well.
1: No, he can't face Pam and Catherine. Uh, uh-uh.
0: um, because he he's like he thinks it's all his fault, and um, Afton was like, you know what? It's actually just as much my fault as it is your fault because the chain of events set in motion by my sleeping with trash can Gil Thurman no. is that. <laughs> she is dead but high point she's like here's the thing is now i'm glad that i did even though it was awful and i didn't enjoy it at all because if i didn't do that you would be dead and not your mother and as much she's like i know it sounds awful she's like but But i'm really glad you're not dead
1: and i don't think your mother's a lesbian we can't have a lesbian affair
0: I mean, that's, yeah, I didn't even think about that, Josh.
1: (laughs) (laughs) There's plenty of blame blame pie to serve everybody a slice in this situation.
0: There is. Right, yeah. But, you know, Cliff already has that self-hatred thing. Right for him and this doesn't
1: help. Him. Right. It, it's, it's kind of a variant of uh, Cliff's uh, I'm a dumb cowboy thing where he just blames himself for everything and the yeah. self-loathing. And-
0: I feel like, you know what, I don't know why but it bothers me much less with Cliff than it does with Ray. With Ray, I literally want to punch him in the face. It does oh, me you too. You I do think
3: because you see Ray as like a masculine cowboy. Even though I think Cliff is masculine, he's more of like that like Cliff actually shows his emotions though. Like Ray right. tries to cover them up. I think that's the and difference. His emotions are being the crybaby. That's his emotions. And he wants right. the um, he sympathy, wa- I guess. Yeah, Is that what and I'm Sympathy. Uh, yeah. Like and for somebody to be like, are you okay? Like that kind of thing. I think Cliff just says, like, he's just fucking yeah, out. He's me. just like, yeah, I'm a mess. Yeah.
0: And then Cliff just starts to cry. And uh, he asked her not to go because he's just so alone. And I'm like, okay. And this honestly, like, I know that people don't like Cliff for this reason. But I this is the reason I love Cliff, because he literally is just like saying what he needs in that moment. And even though he can be a jackass, he's also being real.
1: He keep can be it, compassionate, Jackass, sometimes. Keep it He'll real, bro. Jackass. Keep it real. So a night at South Fork and all the lights are on. So start chugging. Oh yeah, again. so drink. The, all the lights are on, but yet in Bobby and Pam's <laughs> room the lights are the lights are off when we cut to the inside.
0: Oh, yeah. Maybe they're maybe their bedroom's actually in the back side.
1: <laughs>
0: we still don't have a layout of that house, so we don't know.
1: No, it's it's ever evolving and morphing.
0: Right. Yeah. It's Like the TARDIS in Doctor Who. Who? Doctor <laughs> Who. The TARDIS.
1: Who is being replayed by that guy that was on Sex Education next?
0: Yes. Uh, Nikuti, Whatever. He was also in the Barbie movie, and he's so good.
1: Did, you, um, did he, you? He's gonna
0: be amazing.
1: Did you finish Sex Education? Yes. Okay, I just finished it uh, this past weekend. Because I take my time with shows.
0: No, it's a great show.
1: Stretch it out, yes.
0: Yeah, oh, yeah. Poor, uh, and he's poor Otis. Like of, <laughs> of anyone, he's going to be an amazing Doctor Who. Do you, do you watch Doctor Who at all?
1: I've never seen it.
0: The new Doctor Who that started in two thousand what two thousand five, whatever. Like I haven't watched a lot of the old stuff, but the new stuff. Oh my God, David Tennant my
1: favorite doctor. Oh, I remember him from Broadchurch. Miller.
0: Miller? Yeah. yeah. And he's actually they just regenerated into David Tennant again. So, the next but the 60th anniversary specials that are coming out, he uh David Tennant's the doctor again.
1: Oh. I just want to hear him go. Miller. <laughs> Olivia <laughs> Coleman. You got to like her.
0: Oh, she she was also in Doctor Who. Actually, everyone in Broadchurch was in Doctor Who. The mom from Broadchurch was the doctor, the last doctor. She's actually just regenerated. Um, the guy who played the like old guy who was like the f- he he was basically like the Boy Scouts, but it was for like the sea or whatever. Mm-hmm. They accused him of killing the kid. Um, he played um the first doctor in the um like, if they do flashbacks where they run into the first Doctor, he plays the first Doctor. Oh. And the minister from Broadchurch plays one of the, um, the 11th Doctor's assistant, Rory. Hmm.
1: So. And then there was that American version, Grace Point.
0: Which was awful. Did you like it? Uh. I hated it. I don't
1: know. I, I watched the Broadchurch to see where it would have gone if Grace Point had continued because it was kind of similar.
0: Oh, did you watch Grace Point first? Yes. Oh, OK. Maybe that's why you could. So I watched Broadchurch first. Oh, OK. And then watched Grace Point And I was like, I can't with this. And then I mean, I w- they replaced the, Olivia Coleman with the wife from uh, Breaking Bad, who I think she's a terrible actress.
1: And the reporter was Air Bud. All I could look at him was and see, uh, see Titans with uh, Victoria Principal. And then he played uh, Katie Segal's son on Rebel, which was just a short-lived series. I met her I last liked weekend. it, too. Which Where'd one? You Rebel?
3: Rebel? Yeah, I liked that show. It only was on for like an, a season or something.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> and you're going to get a uh, season two of 1923 from uh, Yellowstone. You're going to get, uh, 1944 is a spinoff and 2024 is another spinoff. So back to at South Fork with the lights on yeah. that it's the, uh, it's just the two of them now.
0: <laughs> and Pat's like, and Cliff. And Catherine's she's like, just no. like, yeah, Catherine does like, doesn't
1: even respond to that. <laughs> no, he, 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 he's the reason mama's going in the ground. So no,
2: she's like, fuck that guy.
1: Yeah. yeah. Then she says she should move out there.
0: Yeah, Rebecca's like, you know what? I feel like I Kath- should just. Catherine.
1: <laughs> huh?
0: Rebe- oh, okay.
1: Rebecca's dead. Oh,
0: my God. <laughs> yes. And, you know, I kept she's writing that dead. and then being like, no, it's, I... yeah. And I even wrote Rebecca. Nope, it is Catherine, Mary. <laughs> Catherine <laughs> says she's going to move to Dallas.
1: Rebecca's not moving anywhere. She's quite, quite dead at the moment. Quite dead. She's pining for the fjords.
0: Um, And then Bobby, so there, so she's like thinking about moving. And then Bobby breaks the mood by turning on the light and bringing in Christopher to say goodnight.
1: I know. Little baby.
0: And I feel like I, it looked like Pam was pissed at first for a second. And then, right. And then
2: she was like, oh, oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, she, she's not, it's kind of weird because Pam, like in this episode, she's. She has two moods. It's hysterical and too fucking calm. And right now she's being too fucking calm.
3: Yeah, I mean,
2: (laughs) we're on the crazy train. Right, right, right. She's almost void of emotion when she's talking to Bobby, Like this whole episode. Yeah. Uh, because her
3: because the crazy is about to come to the surface Mm -hmm. and rear its ugly head. Crazy
0: as it's coming
2: back. Honestly, I think she got the crazy from Rebecca. Rebecca just learned how to mask it as she got older. Well, that's amazing. She, I, I, I think they're all crazy. They, they, I if think they have Rebecca's
0: gene. Yeah, I think they have mental health issues in their family, oh, like for oh reals. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, and yeah. And the common denominator
2: there is Rebecca. Rebecca. So, exactly. exactly. Well, I mean, she, for whatever reason, well, I don't know. Do we know that Digger, Digger was drinking in their... The early days of their marriage. Okay. Yeah, he was so drinking. She, so she escaped a bad marriage or whatever. Right. And abandoned her children. And abandoned but, her children. But does anybody so, ever think that maybe
3: Digger drank and ran from her because she was crazy?
2: Yeah, we never but, know. But she also wasn't Ellie either. It makes you even crazier. Well,
1: she did bump the bedpost with Hutch McKinney. She
2: did. Just the so ranch out. woman.
1: She's she's pounding the postopedic with him.
3: Oh
2: you know, acting out like that, acting out right. quote acting. unquote yeah. is a symptom.
3: Symptoms. Right. Right. But they were they definitely were not detected in those days. Back then? Uh-oh. No. God, definitely, not in the eighties, probably not. not even in the nineties, probably. Nope. It's just more recent in the last what, fifteen years, maybe? Maybe? Gotta feel fucking old. Five or ten.
0: Yeah, like, yeah. If they all would have benefited from just a really good uh, SSRI,
1: S really
2: Yeah, oh, it's a type of drug like Prozac or Lexapro. Oh. Throw a couple of mood stabilizers in there too. Got
1: them. <laughs> Prozipium. Prozipium. It's my hybrid of lithium and Prozac together. A new drug.
3: Do you take that? No. I, t- I t- okay, I was just wondering because you knew you knew what it was. I, I take LictoPrade. I'm not ashamed at all. It helps me be very I am it makes me if I do not take it. I take Prozac. So you know, yeah. I
1: hear about taking Prozac. I hear about t- people taking lithium. So I go, let's just come up with Prozac and combine the two. Wonder what that would do.
0: So anyway, Bobby comes in, puts Christopher to bed. She gives him a kiss. He takes him out. He's being like actually mm. like very like a good dad and husband at that moment and Catherine looks at Pam and she's like, must be so nice and reassuring
2: to know that you have someone like Bobby. Does
1: she Pam's really? Like,
2: Do I? Mm-hmm. No. She's like, I don't know. Do I have him? I, don't I mean, know. don't say shit. I mean, she doesn't know this right now, but I was like, don't say that shit to your crazy sister because she's going to get the idea. Ooh, Bobby's right. free now. Right. I want to go get him. And I want to say like, I
0: I'm just going to Pam, yes, you obviously still have Bobby. It's you're questioning on whether you want him is what's happening.
2: Because she blames him for this, you know, for her mother dying. Right. That's what this is about. Then Ewing Oil Night.
1: This is a bookend to the Holly Harwood scene when she has to come into his office at night.
0: Right. Yeah. Uh, So this is Jr. looks upset and a little wasted. He's pacing his office when Hicks walks in,
2: and Hicks is like, "Yeah, man, I'm out." And uh J.R. is like, yeah, "Excuse you? No, no, you're not." Like, what happened? He's like, "I changed my mind," and he's like, "Oh, okay, so you got weak?" And he's like, "No, nah, I got blackmailed," and it, it was your he brother.
1: He calls him a gutless little chisel. <laughs> <He's like>, a <laughs> gutless little chisel. He's
2: a page gisler. right out of your book, buddy. Like, yeah, I got blackmailed. So, guess what? Changing my vote. And JR's like, he's like, wow, like, damn." All okay. Right. <laughs> All right. right. Pony up, Bobby. Okay, got it. Bobby,
1: <laughs> Bobby got Co. Jones.
2: Um, and
0: then the next morning, Bobby was saying he's not going to be making it into the office because uh, he's helping with funeral arrangements.
1: Did we also note that Jr. calls Walt Driscoll about that proposal?
0: Right. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Right after. Yeah, he calls Walt Driscoll and he's like, "Hey, you, you, that that thing. Maybe I'm in. Let's do that.
1: Let's do that thing."
0: Do that thing. Oh, and this has a great quote where he says, "Like my daddy always said, used to say, if you can't get in the front door,
2: go in the back."
1: So he's a back door man, huh?
2: <laughs> yes. He just admitted yes, to using is. the service entrance. I think that is very he, significant for Jr. <laughs> you, <laughs>
0: right? Right? What the heck? All he right, went, He goes
2: in with the help when he can, when he has to, when he has mm-hmm. to. He's not above it when it's required.
1: And no, people, this has nothing to do with sexual um,
0: actor. Oh, sure. No, no, no. No. no, no, no. no. Um.
1: I
2: wasn't thinking about that. I don't know if you were. I was. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. The implications were there. I was just trying to skirt it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so.
0: Bobby's going to make funeral arrangements with Pam. And then Ellie asks how Pam is. And he's like, you know what? I don't really know. Like, I don't think good, but she's not really sharing much with me.
1: She and Catherine, I think, are on their way to Cliffs. And then Ellie goes in the kitchen. And this is where that famous scene foreshadowing the future takes place.
0: Oh, yeah. JR's variance has made the front of the Dallas News, which Sue Ellen is reading. And Ellie says, like, how much the death of his mother-in-law is really affecting him. And Swellin is instantly pissed. And she's like, uh, I think it's time that you give your other son some sympathy, too. And Ellie just looks at her and she's like, I'm sorry. What did you say, Swell? <laughs> oh,
2: yeah. Like oh,
1: yeah. She's
2: like, you have the audacity right now. Right, like, what is Comparing it, bitch? a
1: variance to a loss of a human life?
2: Right. Yeah. I, she's like, What did you just say? Like, <laughs> like, I know you did not. You did not. Yeah, she's just like, And Suella's yes. like, Well, Miss um, Ellie, yeah, I feel, t-, she's so convincingly, I feel terrible about Rebecca's death. I really do. But, you know, just the whole like, JR deserves some sympathy too. Really? Pick well, your moments, Sue Ellen.
0: You'll he find
1: it to be. in the dictionary between S-H-I-T and syphilis.
2: But Ellie loses her shit in a very collected way and says a very, very distinct foreshadowing. Didn't, we didn't know it at the time. We didn't know at the time. She gives this monologue that I think honestly should be entered in some TV Hall of Fame
1: somewhere. So because good. holy fuck. Think ahead, Sue Ellen. Think 25 or 30 years ahead. I won't be here then. And the fight won't be between J.R. and Bobby. It'll be between John Ross and Christopher. Think carefully, Sue Ellen. Your loyalty to your husband is a wonderful thing. But you're a mother too. And where will this all
2: end? Don't think of now. Like, think 25, 30 years ahead. I won't be here but you will, and the fight won't be between Jr. and Bobby. It's going to be between John Ross and Christopher. So you're also a mother. So mother up, basically. It's not just your husband who's in this fight. Right.
1: That would be a great idea, like, if they did another TV series, maybe jumped ahead.
2: Wait. Yeah, that'd be really interesting. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Good idea, hmm. Ellie. Because she's right. This thing is bigger yeah. than all of them as it is right now because of their empire and the empire that Rebecca Wentworth just left behind whilst Pamela is still married to Bobby Ewing. right? Ooh. It's a lot of fucking money and power. And at the moment, like Christopher
0: is set to inherit from both sides.
1: Mm-hmm. Ooh, so he's going to, he could one up John Ross with his money.
0: Honestly. Yeah. That's interesting. That's a good point.
1: That we never... Money, money, money,
0: money.
1: It's your your money for nothing and your checks for free.
0: So then we cut to Cliff and he's talking to his sisters and um, he's like, look, I know that you guys are pissed at me. Like, you can't hate me any more than I hate myself at this moment. Like, I understand that I fucked up and it's awful and I don't know what to do about it. And then Pam just hugs him and
1: um No response from Catherine. She's sitting on the couch.
0: No response from Catherine. I love Pam's dress in this scene. It is black and then like one it's like that 80s diagonal, so like half of the shirt on a diagonal like just stripes. So she leaves to go to the funeral home Pam does to make arrangements because uh, Cliff can't even think about it. And Catherine's like, you know what, I'm gonna stay here.
1: let stay here.
0: I have some things to say.
1: I need to release my inner thoughts.
0: So then Pam walks out, the door closes, and then Catherine turns around and, like, loses her goddamn
1: shit. Kaboom. She explodes Mm -hmm. all over those blue walls.
2: Yeah. And I gotta say, as somebody who first came across Morgan Brittany... In the film, Yours, Mine, and Ours, all I heard was Louise Beardsley freaking the fuck out about being walked in on the bathroom by her sitter and then being dragged out the door to the infirmary to make sure I've she was okay. I've never seen that. Oh, my God. <laughs> sure. Yeah. she. There's a scene where this, the voice, exactly the same. Even the expression. She was like, Aah! And it's just like, holy shit, it's Louise Beardsley. She still sounded the same. 15 years later. So, yeah, Catherine tells him it's his fault and she's going to make him pay. Right. And honestly, with her crazy, that could mean anything.
1: I said. It's really good. I but said, we don't
2: know how crazy she is yet. We don't really know. I we said
1: didn't... she rips him a new asshole, basically.
2: she 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 really but did. The way that she's absolutely unleashed on him right now. Like we knew at the beginning that she was kind of like, but then they got along, and then all of a sudden he's back to being the piece of shit that she thought that he thought she thought he was this whole time.
1: And now Mama. Also, she's
2: grieving, so she's also grieving.
1: And Mama's gone, so there's nothing to buffer. No protection. Yeah.
0: So Dave calls Donna to get all the tea about what's going on with the variants and how I get overturned. He's like, tell me
2: everything, girl. And Donna's like, huh, well, <laughs> apparently yeah. we had a spy in the house, kinda. Like there was a there was a fox in the in the hen house. Right, right, right. Ooh. Some shady shit went down. Yeah.
0: So he's like, Wow, that's crazy. I'm glad it happened. Uh and and BTW, send my condolences to Bobby and Pam.
1: Right. And Ray is cleaning his boots.
0: Yes, he is. He's shining his boots at the table.
1: That's right. I'm going to be eating off that table because I'm a cowboy.
0: Then Ray, he's like, well, what are you going to do now that this is over with? Like, what are you, what are you going to do? Are you going to write another book? Are you going to become president of the United
2: States? Like, what are you going to do? I'm
1: going to eat fondant <laughs> and paint me. my toenails.
2: I mean that's not a terrible idea
1: what eating bonbons Uh, sure yeah
0: Yeah. and she's like well you know there's a lot to be done on the commission and honestly there's JR uh, and with JR there's always a tomorrow with things to do so
2: yeah he's job security like stopping his stupid shit like when he (laughs) they they have a career in stopping JR Ewing Mm -hmm. yeah She's not worried about it.
1: And Holly thinks she put a stop to him when she pulled that gun on him, but she, she, she ain't. Yeah.
2: Nope. She's she actually she goes to visit Jr. just to gloat. And Jr. is like, well, you may control things in the bedroom, but guess what? I still control Harwood. So.
1: I want my twenty-five percent back, Jr.
2: And he's like, mm, Nah. Sorry about that. I'm like, actually,
0: you haven't been paying attention, and literally, I'm hardwood oil now. And she's like,
2: I'm sorry, what? Yeah,
1: you're not hardwood oil, I am. Yeah, and, and I'm gonna be Ewing oil too.
2: And she's, she's like, All right, does not look enthused about that. She's no. like, I, I gotta raise the stakes. This motherfucker's not playing.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. and Pam's not amused when uh, or Bobby wants to take her on a vacation after this is over.
0: Yeah, he's like, you know what, like we, the two of us, like we really, he's like, I know you need to be strong for like Catherine and Cliff and all that. He's like, but um, you got to let me in because like, obviously you're hurt and you're sad and I'm here for you, whatever you need. And um, as soon as this is all over, we're going to take time off and we can go like away together and spend some like quality time just me and you and she's just like mm, i don't know what i want to do right now i don't want to make any plans
1: a little too um, late i think it's a little too late
0: yeah she's like I don't, mm, I don't i I have no idea so we'll you know think about that later and i'm like mm, girl is mentally checked
2: out yeah she's like mm, yeah
1: yeah where's dr conrad when you need her Dagmara. Have you ever met anyone with that name before? Oh,
0: that's an original name. I think I actually need a marriage counselor at this point, honestly.
1: You
0: hmm. really do. Um, So, Walt discusses the Caribbean plan with JR. The Caribbean plan?
1: You're going to send the oil to Cuba out of Galveston, but all the paperwork is going to see Puerto Rico. Isn't that brilliant?
0: Right. It's going to be great. And Jared's like, okay. He's like, okay. And then, but he's kind of like... Uh, where, you,
1: where are you going to get that oil, though? But Because your variance was just taken away. So, um, yeah. well, you worry about the paperwork. I'll worry about the oil. Because remember, I'm, I'm hardwood.
3: So then,
0: big-ass, fancy funeral for Rebecca. And I... I'm thinking i don't I'm thinking this is the biggest funeral on this entire series mm-hmm. for anyone right, not even mentioning people who die in the future, like their funerals are sort of like close knit affairs yeah. and this is like a social event
2: see this is this I think it gives them a good glimpse maybe or any of us into what the death of a public figure like that did. Right. Especially back then with the coverage and everything, because there was actually somebody who was walking like up the stairs. And I thought for a minute it was Priscilla Pointer. Like it looked just like her, but the lady's hair was a little bit redder.
1: Wouldn't it be funny if they let her dye her hair and go to her own funeral?
2: (laughs) (laughs) That would be funny. (laughs) That would have been funny.
1: (laughs) You had Andy Bradley had the cartel there. You had Marilee. Well, she's cartel.
0: And did you notice Andy Bradley looks directly in the camera? When he walked past it,
1: mm-hmm.
0: directly into it, I was like, "You're not supposed to do that."
1: You're not supposed Ooh. to do that, Mister Buddy Hinton's father on the Brady Bunch.
2: You broke the fourth wall,
1: right? Yeah, you're not and Norman no. Fell. This isn't Three's Company,
2: <laughs> right?
0: Um, so then, while that's happening, JR's is actually watching coverage of the of the funeral on the news. Which, like, what news station is this? Because they're covering it like it is a social event. They're like, and. He, this person's here and this, this social light person and, is and, here.
1: And Mike, Mike Hughes even stormed into JR's office. Yeah. And JR is like, oh, We never had a deal. Well, we talked about it.
0: Right. And he's like, I'm sorry. We totally had a deal. We agreed that this was going to happen. And JR's like, Well, here's the thing. I don't need your refinery. There's nothing on paper. And there's nothing on paper. So it's not happening, buddy. And he's oh. just. So pissed. He's like, "No, we had an actual deal." And he's like, "But we didn't."
1: People warned mm-hmm. me about we doing business we with did. you. People warned me. Like,
2: yeah. He's like, maybe you we should. Well, and that's the thing. Jr. just violated, like his word. Old, old school. Old school. Like, yeah. How many times did he say that the handshake deal or whatever was the most sacred right. with, from his dad? Because that was the level of trust involved there that you weren't going to get screwed mm-hmm. over so mike hughes is not only pissed about the business deal he's like wow you fucked me over personally you are a piece of shit and wow and tara's like yeah
1: if i had and... a if i had a gun i would shoot you right now
0: and i don't care.
1: been there done that no yeah.
0: <laughs> and he's just basically like bye <laughs>
1: and then he goes back to the tv and who's who's walking up the stairs at the funeral
0: oh my god saunters up towards the camera and then just like sits in front of the camera
1: he's like mugging for the camera basically.
0: He, he is
2: he's mugging for the camera he's like yeah hey, check me out i'm <sighs> yeah and jr's watching it he's like oh mark grayson, mark mm-hmm. grayson you're, you're still there. around what oh, okay. still
1: around well where, where would he have gone
2: <laughs> uh, so, funny. so this
0: gives jr some ideas
1: what kind of ideas i wonder
0: so we got to South Fork for the like after funeral get together. Um I was gonna call things. it the
1: after party.
0: <laughs> the after party, yeah. There's
1: not an a party going on here. It's uh, yeah,
0: it's after wake.
1: I don't know. Yeah.
0: Um and Clayton says he wants something very tall and very strong. Bobby? Um uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> And then stop. he's just like, well, at least Jr. had the decency to stay away from the funeral.
1: And Sue Ellen jumps to his defense.
0: I think that's unfair. Clayton, he's like, are you kidding me? Really? Really?
1: You're going to go there?
0: He's like, It's just like, yeah, no one feels worse about Rebecca Dine than J.R. And he's like, mm, sure about that.
2: <laughs> mm, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Mm. You know. and then uh, so then Ellie's like well kind of like it's for the best that he didn't show just you know all said and done it was great and then Pam just gives the whole room the biggest like fuck you stink eye mm-hmm. and then gets up and walks out and she's just like she's done boy. She's she is done and she hates every one of these
1: people
2: can't blame her at all. So
1: Bobby meets her on the stairs, and she says, I I need to go to my mother's. I'm going to change clothes. I I need to go to my mother's house. Well, I'll drive you. And she says, no, I'm going alone.
0: I need to be alone. And he's like,
1: oh. This this is me looking for me time. So, bug off.
0: And she says that she'd rather be alone, and Bobby seems, like, worried. And, like, I I don't blame Bobby at this moment because Pam was on a rooftop about to jump less than two years ago. Right. And the last time she was really depressed and her mom just died. And she is like, she has, he knows that she has depression issues and all of that. So he's, he's legit worried. Like he, she could be
2: about to hurt herself. Like he doesn't know.
1: And he's look what, ha- this is what happened. Where mother died. Compare that to when her father died. She finds out that he's not her father. And that, that just set off a chain, too.
2: Right.
1: So what chain um, will this set off?
0: Right. 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 And he and he's noticed in the past that she's not well a lot of the time. So he's like, hey, I'm worried about you. And she's just like, and he feels hurt that she's going. But also, I can't blame her, really, for not wanting to be there.
1: He has been a bit of a dick, uh, he has been a bit of. And better. she's about to board the. Going off the rails on the crazy train.
0: We'll see. I don't know. That's that he doesn't know. Um. So then we catch JR, who thinks he's at a slumber party or something, because he decides to make some crank calls. <laughs> and um, <Is> see <laughs> more there. Calls- Last
1: name Butts. Uh, no. <laughs>
0: He calls Porn Sash's office, and he's like, oh, yeah, this is uh, this is Cliff Barnes.
2: And I would was just, just like to. It's totally, this is totally Cliff Barnes. Uh, totally
0: Cliff. Don't totally be Cliff Cliff suspicious. I, I'm not even going to yeah.
1: disguise my voice either.
0: Not even disguise his voice. Not even a little bit. No, no. <laughs> and, I mean, they didn't even have Star 69 at this point, so he was safe. But Star <laughs> <like>,
1: 69. Huh.
0: <laughs> Uh, He's like, yeah, this is Cliff Barnes, and I just wanted to thank him for coming to my mother's funeral because my sister and I were really, mostly my sister, my sister Pam, Pam Ewing, was really (laughs) like she really liked seeing him there. She was like talking about how hot he
1: was. Basically, she was basically (laughs) voiced,
0: and uh, (laughs) it's just ridiculous. And they're like, oh, oh, the secretary's like, oh, thank you so much, Mr. Brownson. Oh, my condolences as well. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's been real hard. Thank you. Uh,
1: yeah, now, now I'm going to call Jeremy Wendell's office. <laughs>
0: he's so proud of himself afterwards, too. He's just like.
1: <laughs> and then the call comes in. Walt Driscoll said the test run has gone well, but why is all that oil from Harwood? I thought it was going to be Ewing oil.
0: Yeah, and it, the look on Walt's face where he's like, he's basically like, it looks like he's doing that like laugh because he's about to cry thing where he's just like, <laughs> so he, I thought it was going to and oil, um, but it was harmal oil. And Jay's like, well, yeah, don't worry about it. like, you're going to get paid either way. Why do you care? And he's like, oh, I don't care. But, um, yeah. Okay.
1: Uh, I don't care. Peace out. Hey. That's interesting uh, when the cartel's leaving Cliff's Punk and Mavis went there and not to South Fork.
0: Right. Yeah, because Cliff is also having a like post funeral soiree at his place. And I thought that was weird that Punk went to Cliff's and not uh, yeah. but maybe it's they maybe made both. Who knows? But yeah. Yeah, Why not?
1: Well, it would have been nice. But maybe, they've
0: been working together.
1: May, mm-hmm. Maybe they could have combined and have one big soirée together.
0: Yeah, that would have been great. Oh yeah, not awkward at all.
1: Uh uh-uh. yeah.
0: And so Afton goes up to Mary Lee and she asks if basically if her and Jordan could help get Cliff's mind off all of this. She's like, you know, I'm sure there's work stuff. If you could help. And Merely actually she's like, yeah, yeah, I feel like we could cuz actually has a little bit of
2: experience you know, with this
0: experience with this. So she's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we can we could do that. We could do that. And she goes oh my and god.
2: collateral damage in the form of fighting with J.R. Ewing. Yep. Merely knows. But at the same time, I think she was a little bit more sympathetic than Jordan was. Like cuz I remember re- like, these are these are his friends, really? Like she she was a little Mary Lee was a little bit more sympathetic, but Jordan was. was just like, uh, what's the, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, Live affair? Bluster, blustery, like kind of just, <sighs> I mean, yeah. Jordan's always blustery. That's always. his, like, but his mother, his, Cliff's mother just died. Like, let up, dude.
1: Now, Cliff, I know your mom.
0: I know your mom just said, died, but, 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 but yeah, I, there's I no some, but.
1: I got a business deal for you, Cliff.
0: I mean, I'd be like, get the hell out of my house, dude! And like, Merely like gives him like a hug and like a like a side oh. kiss and everything, and it wasn't sexual at all.
2: No, it was, like, like caring. Yeah, it was like, hey, well, you know, hang in there, friend. This is this sucks.
1: Well, you yes. didn't, you didn't see Afton, her other her Afton other hand was, wasn't even her other hand was grabbing his balls.
2: Afton wasn't <laughs> even like phased by it because she knew it didn't no. mean anything, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because and Afton has her radar going uh-huh. for that shit, so
2: yeah, she. And she's like, you know, can you like let me stay and help you? And he's like, no, I'll I'll get it later. Like,
1: and then Rebecca's talking. attorney calls, and Cliff doesn't want to. Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, he he can't even. He's just like, she's oh, not even, I'm not doing she's that. Not,
1: she has the, the the dirt hasn't even settled in the ground yet, and she. Yeah,
0: that like give him a day at least lawyer guy i don't care how i don't crazy, care if you want your attorney fees like it needs to be settled yeah it's that's too soon too soon
1: now cliff
0: and then pam uh we cut to pam walking around rebecca's house and then she finally cries she
2: wails yeah she does she wails
0: and then she,
1: she lets go and then she peels into south Fork, so you get a drink
2: yeah, she
0: does. It her. She is peeling into South Fork at night with all the lights on. So
2: drink twice. Yeah, and nobody's been um, able to find her. Just like Cliff earlier, right? And and they're all worried. It's family, doesn't it? Like Bobby, Catherine,
0: everyone's worried because they can't. There's no cell phones. They can't get a hold of her. They don't know where she is.
1: See again. Imagine how different the series would be if it was cell phones.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, take a lot, she it take in, a lot of
1: drama out of it.
0: It would. It definitely would. Uh, So she comes in, and then she just she's like, "I decided that I had to leave Fork And he's like, "Well, that's a big step, but you know, know, okay, that's fine. Like, we'll go find a new place to live. It'll be, it'll be, it'll be great." And
1: she's like, "Mm,
0: "Yeah." here's the thing, and just like me, not you. Like, you need to stay here. And he's like, "You're gonna leave with." Oh, me and Christopher? And she's like, no, I'm going to take Christopher.
1: Right. I'm leaving you. Yeah. You're out to pasture. Bye-bye. Yeah.
0: I'm leaving you. I'm, I'm, I'm Audi 500. And we got a motor if we're going to make that funeral.
1: And what we don't see on the other side of the dining room wall is Catherine getting all excited.
0: Catherine's like,
1: that's oh, my chance. Mwah. Mm-hmm. Mellie, let's, let's, Bobby, he, let's hear one of your. Mwah.
0: Mwah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Bobby is shocked, and then we spray on Pam. And um, so we. Scene. And scene. And we drink twice because it is not JR. Crazy. So I'm going to give this one 4.9 bourbons because I really like this episode. Um, so I'm going to give this 4.9 bourbons and Pam leaving Bobby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I know that's going to piss people off and I'm sorry, but I'm, yeah, not my favorite couple. Gotcha.
2: Although oh, they'll, they'll come for you. Yeah. Oh, they will. That's fine. That's
3: fine. We all have our opinions. <laughs> so I'm going to give this. A four point two five, and the only reason why, because I really didn't like that. So I'll, just that she died, that Rebecca died. That's so sad. That I'm excited about that. I'm not excited about it. I just thought it was a no. a, a climax. <laughs> is that what I should oh say? Oh my God. Yes, yes. Um, she died. It's going to add a lot more storylines. <laughs> yeah. I think it is. I know. Um, okay, and then uh, and I will give it like I said, four point two five, and a sunny, happy rainbow in the death room.
1: I'm I'm going to go with a four seven five because this was a very up there pivotal episode where we uh, see the series has shifted.
0: It's uh, very on on its axis. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And it's going to set up a lot of things to unravel. And I'm going to give it a a cemetery plot for Rebecca. Rest in peace with a tombstone. Thank you, Priscilla Pointer.
0: Yes. See you in a nightmare on suit part
2: three. Um, I'm gonna give this yeah, I, I go four point nine. It was a great episode. Uh let's see, four point nine and we're gonna give Cliff a bag phone because he needs to be found. He <laughs> really does. With big old bags. Can we yep. can you yeah. put a low
1: jack on him or something or just put a tracker in him?
0: Something. Jesus. Basically. Answer your phone clip. Get an answering machine. For the love of God, it is nineteen eighty-three. What are we doing? You're a businessman. Get an answering machine.
1: Business,
2: right?
0: Um, but yeah. So that was a great episode and very pivotal turning point, I think, for the entire series. Um, for several reasons. Um, yeah, I'm excited for the next episode, which is. Episode, Leg- it's called legacy episode 19 122 of the series in the meantime you guys check out our revised website um i put a bunch of new stuff on there and we have a bunch of new merch in our store get yourself a swollen pillow get yourself a jock a uh, coffee mug yourself uh whatever there's so many different things and that really helps us out a little bit too so that the link is on our website and in your show notes yeah oh. well isn't that special and we'll see you next
2: time until then bye bye y'all
1: y'all come back now here yeah?
2: good night y'all
0: Next on Dallas. Emily, you are building an awful big wall between us, and it's impossible to talk to
1: you through it.
3: I didn't build the wall, you did.
1: That battle is between me and JR, and it has nothing to do with Rebecca or Cliff or anybody else. But Rebecca is dead. And your marriage
2: may soon be dead. Bobby, you just don't see what's happening to you.
1: Didn't you ever realize
2: that I was in love with him? There's only one way to get this family together:
1: for us to stop our battling. Yes, exactly. And I think we ought to.